when you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. What are we laughing at? Ed, Ed. Ed saying the news <laughs> as the I news. turned on his mic. <laughs> the news. This from Brett McMurphy. In the expand, uh, expanded college football playoff, only conference champions can get a bye. So the top four ranked conference champs would get a bye. To use this season as an example, let's say LSU beats Georgia, even though Georgia would probably end up ranked in the top four of the college football playoff poll, they would not be able to get a bye. It would go to just conference champs. Do you like? I don't I like this. I love it. You do? Oh, it's great. So if Georgia's undefeated throughout the whole year and they win by an average of 30 points a game and they just slip up because they have a bad game, lose 24-22, you don't think they deserve They're a the bye? They're the five seed. They're still in the playoff. But they don't get a bye. We're not knocking them out. They just don't get a bye. And LSU would get a bye. Maybe. It depends. You got to be the you, four. You have to highest. be top four. But SEC conference champion more likely than well, they got, they got the three four. losses this year, so they might not be. Right. You potentially have Michigan, TCU, USC. No, and... no, no. I'm saying on a given year. Yeah. If they had like two losses and they yeah. hadn't played a little, but they, they stepped up for one game. Yeah. Give them a bye. I don't like Win it. your conference championship. I don't like this. What, win it. I think you need to. I think you, if, if, that, if that situation happened, Georgia would still be in the top four. Right, but they would get the five seed in the yeah, playoff. I don't like that. The, yeah, and they would play Buffoon, the twelve. That's seed. buffoonery. It's great. But no, here, it's, okay, it stinks. Here is here is the absolute here's the absolute best playoff structure that college football can have. Conference champions only. Ten conference champions from each of the conferences go to a playoff. That's that's the best scenario you can have. And what do you do? Do two at largest? No, ten. There are 10 teams in the playoff, and they're all conference champions. You have to win your conference to go. That's the best thing you can have, because what that would mean is conference championship weekend would effectively be a playoff weekend. Georgia LSU would effectively be a playoff game. Win the playoff game, and you continue on. Now, you'd have to figure out the buys with 10, because you could do... Yeah, because you can't have... Right, it'd be a number. But you you can figure out a 10-team bracket. But... That's the best scenario that makes conference championship weekend phenomenal. But I love this because the other thing it does, Notre Dame cannot get a bye. Well, if they continue to be independent, yep, they have to, they join, have to a join a conference like the Big Ten. Finally, I'm back or the in. ACC. I'm back in. <laughs> you back in? Notre Dame can be 12 and 0, have beaten everybody by 50 points, and they can't get a bye. And they will be the five seed in the college football playoff. Good. And I, I, it is so stupid that we have a school that is independent because they think they're more special than everybody else. And this is the first time that there's ever been any sort of punishment for them being independent. This is the first time they've pushed back on Notre Dame. Right. In any sense. So I love this. Uh, reward teams for winning their conference like championship. It. Make it mean something. Don't I, lose to LSU. Like, in all seriousness, if you're like, ah, if Georgia's awesome and they lose one game, don't lose it. What if that was a playoff game? They got upset and they're done. Their season. Their, Why don't you just put over. the buys in the top four? Because you're rewarding conference champions. No. Like you, like there's a chance, Ed. There's a chance if this was in place right now. Well, uh, probably. Uh, yeah, I think it could happen. Kansas State could get a buy. 
Oh, they beat TCU. Yeah. They'd jump up probably to like eight or so, and they would be... They'd get a buy at eight. Yeah. They'd, probably, they'd be <sighs> 10 and three with like a buy. That. It'd be great. I. No. It's phenomenal. Because it, here's the thing. Thanks. We're not knocking teams out. It's not like you're out of the playoffs. No, I just think... Oh, play one more game. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be uh, Eric Harper here. The body of work. <laughs> I'm thinking about the body of work here. <laughs> not, not just the Hawaii game. No, don't think about the body of work. And here's the other part: in the, in either of these scenarios, Georgia or TCU, they're getting a home game. Yeah, but a buy is huge. Yeah, but they're getting a home game. Against, they're getting a home game against the 11 or 12 seed. You're good. Win the game. You're talking about the scenario I gave you about Georgia. Yeah, yeah. If it was in place this year and number one Georgia lost to LSU, Georgia would not be eligible to get a bye. They'd be the five seed. They would open the college football playoff playing the 12 seed, and it would be in Georgia. Georgia would have a home game against the 12 seed. <laughs> Win the game. I just am imagining somehow. All I, all I can imagine is somehow I still have to watch a team just absolutely obliterate. Notre Dame, because they're still going to get put in. Is there a way to make it where own like no Notre Dame cannot be? Jerry, you're the... not allowed to talk about Notre Dame anymore. Oh, next question. You just make the same point every time Notre Dame gets brought up. We know they get beat a lot, and you don't want to see them play. I hate them. USC and Utah play for the Pac-12 title tonight. USC is in the playoff. If they win, they're favored by two and a half. Are they going to win? I think they're going to win. And I think, uh, as you have down here by Lincoln Riley, I think they're going to be good for a long time. I think he's going to recruit his freaking butt off at that school. What was their record last year? Didn't they win like four games last season? Like, Lincoln Riley just walks in, is like, all right, I'm bringing this really good quarterback with me. And uh, we're going to the college football playoff, boys. How's that sound? USC overall was four and eight, uh, three and six in conference. Lincoln Riley's like, all right, yeah. we're going to the playoff next yep. year. No worries. Like, unbelievable. God, he's good. And, oh, man. If the Big Ten added USC right as they're becoming a potential dominant team in California, what a grab by the Big Ten. This is the same yes. conference that added Rutgers and Nebraska. Yeah. Those worked out well. But this might this one might actually be incredible for them. Like, USC is going to be really good. Um, let me for ask a you long this. time, as yeah. long as he's the coach. Let me ask you this. Um... All of the top four teams are playing in their conference title game this weekend. Do any of them get upset? I got to stay with the consistency oh of God. TCU. You hate, you hate <laughs> them so much. You want them to win, but you hate I them so I want them much. to win really bad, but I don't. I, I think of them as a team that I. St it's almost like the Jets for me. They're probably better than I think they are, but I haven't fully bought into TCU, and they're undefeated. I don't think Purdue gets Michigan, and I don't that think LSU funny. gets Georgia. I really want that to happen. Purdue, Purdue gets Michigan. Purdue beating Michigan would be hilarious. no, it'd be hilarious because, like we've said, if Michigan loses, they're probably in. Yeah, the, but yeah. but losing to Purdue is 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 bad. Yeah, like that. That's not like that's Kansas State's number ten in the country right now. Utah's what thirteen or something like that. Like these other teams, LSU. I know they just lost a And M, but LSU is like whatever they are, fifteen. Like these other teams are legitimate, competent college football teams. Purdue got in because Iowa lost to Nebraska on the final day of the season. Like, Purdue's not any good. That one would be funny, and I think would be bad enough that you'd be like, all right, put Ohio State in over Michigan. We know they got so, beat, but they lost to Purdue. If TCU loses and Michigan loses, you think Michigan goes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Because of the win against Ohio oh, State. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Michigan's in no matter what. Like, Purdue somehow winning 80-8, to eight, maybe. But, like, even <laughs> if they lost by, like, 2 or 5 or 10, 
yeah, I think Michigan's in no matter what. I believe USC gets upset tonight. Okay. And Ohio State goes. Well, it's the to only the team that's beaten them, right? Yeah, I, I think USC loses tonight, and Ohio State and goes to the college football playoff. Yep. And what do you think happens to TCU? I think they win. They're playing that Adrian Martinez kid. He's going to fumble he's four times. He's 35 years old. He's apparently been good this year, but he's going to fumble four times. Uh, I've seen that happen before in with Nebraska. With Nebraska so I just yeah. assume yep. it happens again here. Man, you know, that's a great question. By the way, I've already targeted the number one transfer portal guy for the next UNLV head coach. The coldest Crawford ah! is transferring from Nebraska. He's a wide receiver. Um, if you remember, he had an NIL deal with an air conditioning company in Nebraska because his name is the coldest. His, his middle name is Juan. He's the coldest Juan Crawford. Um, I don't know who the next UNLV coach is, but they need to make this guy a priority. Gary Patterson, get yeah. on him. Go get the coldest. If they hire Scott Frost, he can bring the oh, coldest. Oh, Frost, God. the coldest. Yes. And NIL with the air conditioning companies. Let's do it. I'm on board, 100%. This needs to happen. It's Las Vegas. It's really hot here. We need them. Like, it's it's great. The coldest one, Crawford. Bring him to Vegas. I'm out. All right. I saw this tweet that's apparently from a podcast. Did you know Dave Roberts lives in San Diego? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he kept his, uh, he kept his house there. Yeah. And after losing to the Padres in the NLDS, Dave Roberts and his wife flew to London because they didn't want to be in the city that was celebrating the Dodgers' downfall. <laughs> I mean, not the worst idea. <laughs> not the worst idea to get out of there because they overreacted, obviously, to one series and they lost. They properly reacted. That was that was the adequate reaction for the Padres. I'm a I'm very nervous this morning, and it's just not going to be good. I saw a report this morning that. Uh, they are going to be all in on uh, Trey Turner. Who? The Padres. Oh, that'd be fun. Wait, oh, what? They're moving Tatis to the outfield. Gonna, and well, just, Tatis is going to go to center. But, and they're I mean, just if dumping you can get, Hassan Kim. If you can get Trey Turner, you find somewhere else for Kim to go. Yeah, he's a bum. Kim? Turner. He's <laughs> a great player. That guy ever done. He won a World Series. Yeah, that didn't count. <laughs> what do you mean it didn't count? Yes, it did. That wasn't a real World Series. Wasn't no, a this real World the, Series. Uh, he won a World Series. He's a great player. He's, and he's I'm awesome. I'm just going to absolutely fall off the chair because then they will absolutely be the favorites. It's not even going to be a question anymore. In the division? Sure. No. Machado, Tatis, no. Trey Turner. Cronworth? Trey Turner's not worth 13 wins. How many games back did they finish? 19? Maybe 21. Yeah, he's not worth 21 wins. I just... Be that Soto, didn't even mention him. Soto for the whole year? Also a bum. That guy. What are you going to do? He's just going to walk and be on first base. Guy didn't hit last year. He just walks a lot and does his funny little, whatever you call it, slide when he sees a ball at the plate. Overrated. Dodgers win by 15 games this year. Because you know it's going to be funny. The Giants are going to get Aaron Judge, and the Giants are going to suck. Yeah. Like they did when they had Chris Bryant. MLB Network tweeted out, Giants possible lineup if they sign Aaron Judge. And it was like leading off Lamont Wade, Aaron Judge hitting second, Jock Peterson, Jock Peterson hitting third. I'm like, this lineup sucks. Like I like Jock Peterson. I kind of wish the Astros had signed him, but he took the qualifying offer from the Giants. But like, I love Jock Peterson because oh, he'd hit seventh for the Astros, not third behind <laughs> Aaron Judge. <laughs> the Giants got to sign like five players to even be in the same stratosphere as the Dodgers. 
That's crafty wording right there. I give you credit. <laughs> Wait, so do you think the Padres will beat the Phillies for Trey Turner? No, I don't want them to because apparently Trey Turner is a weird kid who likes the East Coast, uh, which don't get there because of the weather. Um, but well, the I Phillies... Mean, even your coach doesn't live where... <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> uh, the Phillies are the favorite. They've said that they've been the favorites all along. I just saw a report today that A.J. Preller is all over Trey Turner. That's why I brought that up. But the Phillies have been the favorite all along to get Trey Turner. Has Trey Turner said out loud, I love the East Coast and want to play there? Or is this like one weird report about it? No, and everybody... I mean, I've read it at several places. I've well, never heard. I've never seen a quote from him. Right. It's, but it's, it's, it feels like it's just become this weird narrative that might not actually matter because it was reported one time. And everybody's like, well, I heard he liked uh, huh? the East Coast. I think it's been reported more than once. I Look, well, but the he... only thing that really bums me out is I've seen no reports that he wants to stay with the Dodgers. Who would? They huh. choked. They choked. What do you think? UNLV volleyball was swept in three sets by Washington State. That was the first round of the NCAA tournament. UNLV actually got in as an at-large. They were the best team in the regular season in the Mountain West, but lost in the Mountain West tournament. Here's UNLV volleyball's record over the past three seasons. 13-1 and in the COVID year. They did go to the second round of the NCAA tournament that year. They were 28-9 last year, and they won what's effectively the NIT of volleyball. And then 26-5 and five this year, lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament. This might be the best team on campus for UNLV. Yeah, I'm trying to think what other Olympic sports are out there that are as good right I, now as we speak. I believe uh, tennis and golf were both slightly worse than usual last year. Okay, so this is probably the best Olympic yeah. sport. Like, they're, like women's basketball has been, been good uh, the last two and a half years or whatever it's been. But volleyball, that those are unbelievable records. Yeah. Like 13-1, 28-9, and 26-5. And, and two NCAA tournament appearances and one like NIT title. Like that's incredibly good. Like they were so good, they got an at-large, which which in the Mountain West for any, in sport, any sport is, is great. A big upset. Yeah. yeah. So Well, my, they went 17 and 1 in league, I think. Yeah. And then so, and then managed to lose in the first round of the Utah Mountain State. West. Or the second round. They had a bye. Second round of the, the Mountain West tournament, which is uh, not a deal, but they still got in. All right. Coming up next, we'll get into the Raiders and Chargers and if Keenan Allen is going to have a monster game. When the coaching point is die a slow death, you know you're in for a rough assignment. Live from the Findlay Toyota Studios, it's Grainy and Bishop on the press box. It is still 2 nothing Uruguay, though. Uruguay might be getting a penalty. we got a VAR check at the moment, and it's also still 1-1 Korea and Portugal. As it stands, Portugal and Uruguay are going through. However, if Korea were to score, Korea would jump Uruguay and head through with Portugal. Uh, so some fun in the World Cup this morning. Uh, now, the Raiders play this weekend. They take on the Chargers, trying to win three straight, trying to uh, avenge a week one loss. Did you see what Keenan Allen said about the Raiders secondary? I'm, I'm reading it now. Barbecue, baby. So the Raiders play a lot of man coverage. Keenan Allen got asked about what that means. Uh, it is not a penalty for Uruguay. All right, good. That makes it more fun. Um, but Keenan Allen was asked what that means. They play a lot of man coverage. And he said, barbecued chicken. No doubt. He was asked to clarify, and he said, that means they're dead. You're going to get to see Slayer. 
And according to this story, Slayer is Keenan Allen's nickname. I don't know if that's a um, self-given nickname. Barbecue chicken. But he says barbecued chicken. All right. If you are a he just Raiders, got back from a long injury. If you're a Raiders, <laughs> I mean, he's never healthy. I mean, he's Slay, Slayer's always hurt. If you are a Raiders defensive player, does this fire you up, or do you just find it funny? Uh, I'd be scared. <laughs> it'll be put up in the locker room. We see in the locker room things that are put up like this, like motivational tactics and quotes. So I'm sure people who walk in the locker room today will see barbecue chicken. And they'll say, is that on the lunch menu? Is that what we're having for lunch? Why has someone put barbecue chicken up on the board? Like, to me, just the way he phrased it, I would find it more humorous as a Raiders defensive back than I would, like, inspiring. Like, if he had come for the Raiders and been like, oh, they're trash. They can't cover anybody. They're right. a disaster. Like, I'm going off for 150. That, I would be like, all right, that's actual, like, bulletin board. But if I just saw, oh, Keenan Allen said barbecued chicken, you're going to get to see Slayer. Probably laugh at it. Right. I'd just be, like, it wouldn't even, I might mock it after the game and be like, where's Slayer? Yeah, especially if you something. win and he doesn't do anything. But, like, I, I don't know. To me, that wouldn't really be true motivation. I'd just find it funny, funny. that he's out here using the phrase barbecued chicken and his self given nickname so we'll see what keenan allen does the raiders secondary uh has not been good this year they did actually pick off geno smith um but it has not been good this year uh so i don't know that i would expect them to actually stop the barbecue chicken from happening maybe keenan allen's hamstring is more likely to stop him uh from happening unless you think wait a minute wait a minute can tyler hall shut down keenan allen no, he's going to be too busy getting sacks. Oh, that's right. They got to bring him on the blitz. They got to bring him on the blitz. He's or or just put him at edge rusher. Yeah, yeah just line him up at edge anybody. rusher. That's hey, right. Chandler, take a seat. <laughs> Tyler <laughs> Hall is now in in the edge position. So, Tyler Hall signed to the active roster this week. He has played fifty snaps on defense the last two weeks and total. Um, he has one sack and five total tackles. That one sack is tied for second on the team. Very exciting about Tyler Hall. Here's another fun fact. He doesn't play. He's only played 50. So he doesn't have enough snaps to actually qualify in any of pro football focus rankings or anything like that. But Tyler Hall has the third highest pro football focus grade among Raiders defensive players. Oh my God. What does that tell you? (laughs) That Max Crosby's really good. The best player by far. And everybody else, it only takes one sack and 50 snaps and you are downgraded. Um, he has the set, by the way, he has the second best coverage grade because PFF breaks it down by different uh, phases of the game. He has the second best coverage grade on the team. Deron Harmon actually has a pretty solid coverage grade as well. So what we have right now in the Raiders secondary, potentially if Nate Hobbs is, is good to go, Deron Harmon sort of been a, a fun find for the Raiders. He's been a solid player from kind of out of nowhere. Maybe Tyler Hall is a good find. Like they've just sort of got random guys that are out there. And then it's like, ah, Rocky Sin's not very good. Trayvon Merrick hasn't been that good. Like there's just sort of random guys that are probably only playing because they kind of suck in most of these positions. Yeah. I think that's fair. <laughs> like like we're we're excited about Tyler well, Hall and Deron Harmon, but they're all really, better than the Seattle Seahawks player, Jonathan Abram. Hey now. He's been claimed twice been claimed off Twice. Teams won. The Packers Abram and couldn't, the couldn't stick with Rich Bisacci on special teams. Now Two he's been teams. claimed by Seattle. Two teams have wanted him. He's going to get signed in the offseason. Yeah, I could see I mean, Yeah, someone's yeah, going to be like, yeah, throw say. on a pair of shorts and run around. Yeah. No, like, I think he's going to get signed to a real run. contract. 
I don't think he's getting uh, like the one year, one million dollar. I think he's getting a real. Teams want him. Teams all think they all think they can make him better. Right. They all think they can make him cover somebody. Because I think they're all the same as like John Gruden was, and they're like, wow, once he, a game, right. this he guy, hit this he guy, guy hard. the running back. It's like we're going to ignore the seventeen missed tackles he had, or on that the he can't cover plays, us. But he just annihilated that running back one time. We can use that. We'll figure that out. He's a football player. He's going to get signed. He's going to real real contract here. All right. Do you believe the Raiders beat the Chargers? Are we talking about a hilarious Chargers loss and their playoff hopes uh, slowly fading? I believe. I believe that they will. I believe that they will win. Look at you. Yeah. That's a USA champ, by the way. Um, Really? That's a lot of people's chance. It is. It is. Utah State. Utah State started. Yeah, yeah. the Chargers are six and five. They're a game back of the Jets for the final playoff spot. They're now a half game ahead of the Patriots after they lost last night. Uh, the Jets, um, the Bengals, and the Ravens are all seven and four. So there's a few seven and four teams that the Chargers are just behind. Granted, the Raiders could really hurt the Chargers here, right? Like that's what I'm looking at this as. It's not the Chargers are like, what is it two or one point favorite, right? It's not like they're right. a massive favorite coming into this game. It's not like this is a they're not playing the Texans. But you are playing a team that's out of the playoff picture. You're playing a team that's got to win seven straight just to have a shot at the postseason. So it would be a bad loss from that perspective, but it's certainly possible to happen. But if you're the Chargers, to me, it very much feels like if the Chargers are going to go to the playoffs, the Chargers are going to catch the Jets or the Ravens or the Bengals or whoever it is, this is a game they, they kind of have to win. Yeah. Like yeah. they need to go on the road. This could really hurt them. And beat the Raiders. Like that needs to happen for the Chargers. Regardless of the offensive line injuries, regardless of the Raiders winning their last two in overtime, this is one the Chargers Do you feels believe like they need to win. I believe the game is going to overtime. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know who wins. But I believe the game is going to overtime. And it'll it'll who wins the coin toss in overtime will win the game. All right. That is my prediction. Well, the Raiders are going to win it because A.J. Cole's back-to-back weeks now. He's back-to-back <laughs> weeks in overtime calling. Ed. But he won't call it this week. It's not, Oh, he won't? Well, he's in, he's, oh, yeah, no, yeah. He's home. Team. He won't get to Busy call team. the coin. Good good point. No, so you'll have to sit there and hope like crazy the Chargers mess up. So we got to find a good breakdown here on um, the Chargers coin toss guy and if he's any good. Tails that's, never fails. That's going to decide the – Works about half the time. That's going to decide the game. <laughs> Who's the Chargers uh, coin toss guy? And Might be barbecue good? chicken. Uh, what if Keenan Allen's out there on crutches after he hurt, you guys imagine Keenan Allen calling AJ Cole barbecue chicken? <laughs> He'd love it. AJ Cole be like, yeah, cool, dude. He'd love it. You want to get something to eat after the game? <laughs> exactly. AJ Cole might also be. I have be... some series about thumbs. <laughs> Do you think AJ Cole could uh, start in the Raiders secondary? Uh, he's Maybe it's safety. Yeah. I don't know if he could cover anyone. Maybe it's safety. He's a big guy. He could hit somebody. He's, he and said a few. He said anybody a, already. He said a few guys on punts. I was ready. He forced a fumble last year. Yeah. He said a few guys on punts. Fun. All right. Coming up next, Jason Fitz joins the show. The man does not like pie or syrup on his pancakes. No clue why we're talking to him, but it is time for our weekly visit with ESPN's Jason Fitz. Hello, Jason. Hey, Jason. How's everybody doing on this fine, fine Friday? We're good. All right. Um, let's go. What's your What's your new radio show? What do you got coming? So starting January 3rd, for the world that hasn't heard it, I am going to be teamed with one of my closest friends in the world, Harry Douglas, for Fitz and Harry 
on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and in the ESPN app where we're simulcast Monday through Friday, noon to 3 Eastern. So, uh, you know, I'll be up early, uh, you know, your time, but noon to 3 Eastern uh, every day. Harry and I will get to hang out, and uh, and we'll be I'll be nationally on radio with one of my best friends. I am beyond excited. Like, this is, in all, all seriousness, every time I've gotten a new, new show or new moment from ESPN, I've always been like, holy cow, I can't believe it's happening, and this might be, uh, the most excited I've ever been. So uh, short of the day that I got my first contract with ESPN, this is the second most exciting day I've ever had in this business. So uh, I, I am beyond pumped. I feel like there's a missed opportunity to show, uh, call the show Harry Fitz and make it sound like Harry Pitts. Uh, I, I, look, you're not wrong about that. And also <laughs> one of my favorite things to remind Harry is that I had a Harry Douglas once, but I shaved it. That's a favorite-ism of Harry. But I've been told we couldn't use the show. <laughs> they didn't want They didn't want to have a Harry Fitz. So I don't know. <laughs> So how? I'm just happy my name's first. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big moment for you. What do you want the show to be like? What What are you What are you looking forward to most? I think the thing that, that Harry and I there are two things that Harry and I have in common that have really bonded us together. One is that we're both like work fanatics, which is you know good and bad. But the other is like everything's about entertainment and everything's about energy. And you know I, I'm really proud of the fact that like Sarah and I could handle deep, heavy conversations. I think they're important, but I'm also excited to just be able to kick back and know that like Harry's at a 10 every single minute of every single day. And so am I. So I think what's going to make us different than a lot of ESPN shows is that we just like from the, from the minute we go, it's, it's an exaggerated performance. So it's like, you know, like I'll go back to my music days. I, I always liked playing ballads, but man, if you could do a whole set of bangers, that was going to be much, much, much more entertaining. That's kind of what we're going to be bringing into it. So you know, that, that's, I think, what I'm most excited about. Plus, you know, even though Harry played in the NFL, I think a lot of people don't realize that Harry is a massive baseball and basketball fanatic. So it's going to be fun to sort of live that. We both live our fandom really, really, really transparently. So I think we're going to have a good time, you know, with that whole process uh, also. So, you know, like legitimately, Harry and I are the type of people that would want to sit at dinner and yell at each other about sports anyway. So doing it in front of a microphone for money is kind of wild. Uh, so Jason Fitz, new show starting in January. Uh, Fitz and Harry, not Harry Fitz, unfortunately. Um, so congratulations, Jason. Um, now, an important question. Will the Raiders ever win a game that's not a walk-off touchdown? I think they don't. Like, what the Raiders are trying to do is make sure, like, see, just peel behind the curtain. Here. You guys, I, I never tell anybody this, but, like, you know, I keep my hair really short for anyone that's ever seen it on ESPN. Part of the reason is, you know, on the sides, got a little gray coming in, like just trying to avoid that, you know, so I keep it nice and short. I think the Raiders are trying to accelerate that whole process. Like, my, I can't handle this. I, I just I don't <laughs> even know how to handle this, but this is sort of the model of, and I say this with grace to, to the Raiders, but this is the model for, for teams that aren't very good. Like, in this year's NFL, what we're seeing is that margin of victory for bad teams is actually really slim. So it feels like the objective sometimes is to keep it to a one-possession game and hope you can get the most of it. You know, that, that hurt the Raiders early in the season. It helps them in the last couple of weeks. But, man, I have a hard time. There's a big difference between trying to beat Geno in a game late than beating Justin Herbert. And I know Justin Herbert is a polarizing figure for Raiders fans, but he's a very good quarterback, and he can beat this Raiders secondary. So I, if they're trying to keep this to a one-score game to win it this weekend, I don't know that that has a great outcome. Do you see what Keenan Allen said about the secondary of the Raiders? No, what did he say? Well, he said they're going to be wrong. they're going to be they're going to be barbecued chicken. They're done. 
Oh, he's not wrong. Like, I mean, there's no question guys are going to be open. The question is, can Max Crosby manage to be the only person that gets pressure? Like, here's the weird thing that we all see, and you see it particularly in the college level. When you can't cover, you blitz. When you blitz and you can't cover, you know, then all of a sudden, what do you do, right? Like, it's sort of, they're both bad. And so every time the Raiders send an extra person that doesn't get home, you know they're about to get absolutely toasted. So I, I think... It's asking a lot of this Raiders second. Like, the Chargers are talented anyway, but this Raiders secondary needs vast improvement before next season if they want to be a championship contender. And, like, you know, what, what do you do when you're taking on Mahomes and Herbert every year and you're taking on big wide receivers that can run? I mean, it's just they, they've got to get better in the secondary. All right, uh, college football question for you. Do you believe any of the top four get upset this weekend? No, but I'll say this. I'm not sure if any of the top four – do get upset that it will change the playoff. Unbelievable. Even USC? Like, I don't, uh, Georgia's in either way. USC becomes the only one that I think creates a little bit of a wiggle room. But I've used our uh, – look, and I, I'm not smart enough, y'all. I'm not even going to pretend I'm smart enough to know how they <laughs> figured these things out. But, like, our playoff predictor, uh, all-state playoff predictor that we use at ESPN, I can plug in every re- result of the top 20, and they can tell me what they think the playoff chances are. And even with the USC loss, they still have a, a higher playoff percent chance in our predictor than Alabama does. And so what you have this weird situation where Alabama will have two losses. No matter what, we know Alabama's body of work. Two losses against two top ten teams by a total of four points on the road. Those are great losses to have. But I don't know that I can turn around and say they have enough quality wins compared to what USC has. So I think USC needs to win. But also I'm not 100% sure the committee will put Alabama in. I, I, I don't know, guys. And by the way, Tennessee has every right to be really angry about the fact that they're ranked below Alabama because that's going to end up costing Tennessee a massive bowl game. Is Michigan in no matter what? Yeah, Michigan's in no matter what. Uh, there's And even without Blake Corum, um, and even though Michigan hasn't really played anybody, Michigan now has the most significant win of the season. I think Michigan's in absolutely no matter what. What becomes really interesting is when you think about the college football playoff matchups that we could get, I mean, USC's defense is absolute hot garbage, but I wouldn't want to take on Caleb Williams. If they manage to get into this thing, they can score on absolutely anybody. So for a Georgia team that you all know, like every week, I've been uh, Georgia's best team in the country. Well, Georgia's had some shortcomings. Michigan, I, I, I cannot believe the way they beat Ohio State, but I still don't think Michigan without Blake Corb is who they want to be. I mean, I think USC or TCU has a shot at a first-round upset. Uh, is it uh, fun or sad that the Rose Bowl had to give an okay for the college football playoff to expand? Uh, you know, it's it's a little sad to me. Um, but here's the like, I'm so split on playoff expansion. And one thing that is funny is that it's a great article. I think it's in the Athletic that I just uh, copied and pasted into our Rankings Reaction Sunday Show document because it, it talks about how differently this weekend would look with expansion. Like LSU would actually have a shot at the college football playoff. Would they play? Would that make that game more entertaining? You can go up and down the list, I think. you know. But at some point, we just have to acknowledge that the bowl game system has changed. And, uh, you know, the Rose Bowl is not going to be what the Rose Bowl used to be at some point. It's just going to be a playoff game. And that's, that's just sort of realistic to me. And, and, you know, all I can tell people is that, you know, when I, talk, when I tell young people that work at ESPN – that I don't like the Seahawks because they're a rival for the Raiders. Nobody understands why. So, like, I just have to remind everybody that change is hated at first by everybody. But at some point, you know, like, we, we forget that there was a time when the Seahawks were in the AFC West. It doesn't even matter anymore. 
that's what will happen with all this Rose Bowl stuff at some point. It'll just be a glorified playoff game. Do you love the fact that UNLV has fired its coach, <laughs> is 5-7, and seven, and can still get to a bowl if a little Akron beats Buffalo today? <laughs> Oh, look, I, by the way, I, I didn't know. Kudos to UNLV fans that did not appreciate me going to Twitter and saying I don't understand it. Like, I, I had actually a bunch of people that were like, what don't you understand? And I'm like, what, what don't you understand? Like, I, I mean, even when UNLV had Icky Woods and Randall Cunningham, they weren't a good football. Like, I, I don't know what we're talking about here. Like, this UNLV football has been bad my entire life. And I, I get that you want to make UNLV football good. I, I really do. I, I I understand the concept of it. I just, I think it's kind of crazy that people are saying because of a, a new uh, stadium that's not on campus, that doesn't fill, that that's going to be the reason that the coach is going to want to take on that job. Like, we live in a world where Lane Kiffin made it very simple. That He's walking in. Lane Kiffin said in an interview a couple of months ago, he's walking in and the first question he is asked is, what's the money look like for NIL? That is the first question he's asked. So, like, if UNLV really wants to be competitive in football, it has nothing to do with their facilities and everything to do with whether or not they can put together a group, a collective, that's going to be able to create NIL that will make it profitable to go there. Like, in a world where one booster group told me for a different school that the opening offer, the opening offer for Manning was $14 million, like, you look, like, we don't live in a world where your facilities matter. We live in a world where your legal bag of money matters. So, I, I, it's crazy to me UNLV did that. I don't think – let's wait and see who they hire, but I have a hard time thinking that somebody's going to come in there and hit a home run out of the gate. And also, if they make a bowl game, that's just gross. Like, that's just that's, – that's I mean – No, it's phenomenal like, because you know, Akron on a Friday at 10 a.m. is going to upset Buffalo and put UNLV in a bowl game. It doesn't get better than that, Jason. Oh, my God. You know what? That's when, that's when they should just rename that bowl the We're Sorry Bowl. And that, it's like, hey, guys, we're sorry the best we could do this year like and uh, i would love to see how many unlv fans are going to excitedly jump over themselves to travel to watch a five and seven unlv team with no head coach play in a bowl game that frankly they didn't deserve to be in all right before we let you go we are running out of time but we've got tickets today for zz top and luke bryan do you have a zz top or luke bryan story um first tour i did with the band perry was luke bryan and tim mcgraw on tour together and uh so I mean, Luke Bryan, we used to do Insanity after, like, the band. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. Insanity workouts, and Luke Bryan used to sit next to us drinking beer, making fun of us the whole time. But you know what? He's got a lot more money in the bank than any of us did, so he did it right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is Jason Fitz from ESPN again coming in January, a new show with Jason and Harry Douglas. Jason, as always, we appreciate it. Congrats on the show, buddy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. So there is Jason Fitz, missed opportunity to call that show Harry Fitz. And now we've got tickets to go see ZZ Top. They are coming to Las Vegas for a residency, and we've got a pair of tickets for you right now. 702-364-1100. That is the phone number to go see ZZ Top on December 7th out at the Venetian Theater. Caller number 8 at 702-364-1100 will win a pair of tickets to see ZZ Top. I mean, it's a, a pelvic contusion, you know. Um, just, it's, it's not a euphemism, Henry. It's what it sounds like. No, but at the same time, it's not. Like, I didn't get, like, hit in the balls, but, like, it was, it was like, I'm all right. I'm all right. It was very painful, and it, it just, you know, 
that bone is there for a reason to protect you, I think, and I, I, I hit it well, and uh, it was sore, but uh, like I said, I'm getting better. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. I didn't get, like, hit in the balls, but, like... Korea scored an extra time, stoppage time, I should say, and they are about a minute away from beating Portugal 2-1. And right now, Korea would go through to the round of 16 with Portugal. However, Uruguay, if they score a goal, will go past Korea because right now, Korea and Uruguay both have four points and they both have a goal difference of zero. So if Uruguay can score a goal and they are in the 89th minute, then Uruguay would jump Korea in the tiebreaker and go through. Meanwhile, Ghana, uh, if they score two goals, now it's in the 89th minute, but if Ghana scores twice on Uruguay, then Ghana would pass Korea and Uruguay and go through. Phenomenal tournament. Like, this is terrific. So right now, Korea scored a stoppage time goal to put them through, but one Uruguay goal would put Uruguay back into the round of 16. Jared and I like the fans. It's just, it was just a very worried fan clutching a, like, fake World Cup. Trophy. Looking, yeah, trophy looking like, yeah. oh, no. Well, here, here's what happened to Uruguay. They scored two goals on Ghana to put themselves in second place in the group as long as Korea did not beat Portugal. Like, Uruguay did what they needed to do today, and that is beat Ghana by multiple goals. And then in stoppage time of the... So so basically, Uruguay has been celebrating excited for this entire second half. And then in stoppage time of the other game, Korea scored, and it's going to knock Uruguay out. Like, they went from excited, we did our jobs, everything's great, to devastated in the crowd and on their bench. Luis Suarez got subbed out for Uruguay, and he is just been crying on the bench the entire time. There's nothing better than Luis Suarez crying, so I, I enjoy that very much. The World Cup is great. I cannot get was, enough of this. Was Luis Suarez the guy that kept biting Yes, people? yes. Okay. I cannot be any happier about him crying on the bench knowing that he's about to be eliminated from the World Cup unless I, they score. And by the way, they now have eight minutes of stoppage time. I do love... I, I, I will say, growing... Not growing up, but in my early 20s watching the Premier League, this amount of stoppage time is wonderful. Like I am, I've totally, totally have come back around to like, wait, we got eight minutes. We got like an oh, extra period. Here. More, more stoppage time is great. Unless your team is winning when yeah. if your team is winning. It's a bunch of crap, but well, every, but well, games except, that you, except for like, if it's like really close and you're like team at the last minute, like deflects one that you're, it's like, you hate it while you're watching it. Yes. But then afterwards you get this like endorphin rush of, Okay, we so, didn't screw up. Korea Portugal is over. Korea wins, uh, but they have not advanced yet because if Uruguay scores, Uruguay goes ahead of them. Or if Ghana scores twice, Ghana goes ahead. Uh, phenomenal sporting event. I cannot get enough of this because also yesterday, Germany's out of the World Cup. Germany, uh, they lost to Japan in the opening game. They drew with Spain. And then yesterday, they beat Costa Rica. But because Japan upset Spain, Japan went through and knocked Germany out. My uh, bracket blew up. My bracket blew up. Oh, yeah, you picked Germany. I keep forgetting you picked Germany to win the World Cup. What a disaster. My bracket's still fine. 
your bracket of Who all did the you teams pick to win that, it. Oh, the field. Yeah. He oh, you had, picked the field. I mean, okay. we're not giving him free lunch again, but I he mean, can have the field. If you want to be nice. So it's basically I have England and you have every other team left. Oh, Uruguay's going down looking for a penalty. Oh, they're devastated. Flopping. They didn't get it. Devastated. Flopping, flopping, they didn't get they're, they're it. Divac. This is incredible. Also, yesterday, there was a brief moment where Spain and Germany were eliminated. And Costa Rica and Japan were going to yes. go through. Because yesterday's games, if Costa Rica and Japan both won, then they would advance and Germany and Spain would be out. And Costa Rica actually took the lead. There was a moment where both Costa Rica and Japan were leading 2-1 yesterday. But Germany came back to beat Costa Rica 4-2. So Costa Rica got eliminated anyways. Uh, so... Here's a quick breakdown for you. These are teams ranked ahead of the United States in the FIFA World Rankings that are already out of the World Cup. Belgium is out. Italy did not no, even qualify. Denmark is out. Germany is out. Mexico is out. And Uruguay is about to be out unless they score a goal in the last five minutes. Making the round of 16. So you're saying a there's a chance. That what? America. At USA. Yeah, we're going to the semis. I mean, with all these teams out, I thought you'd have them in the finals. Well, we got to see who they're playing in the semis. If they're playing Brazil, I don't think I can even talk myself into that. But if Brazil were to get upset by <laughs> somebody yourself, like Croatia. Give yourself enough time. Yeah. And you'll have me be, you'll have them beating England 3-1 in the finals. I believe, I believe it's Croatia-Japan are on the same side of the bracket as Brazil. So, like, if Japan could do us a solid... <laughs> Hey, they beat Germany and Spain. They also beat us like two months ago in a friendly. It's happening in Japan. Yeah. Take down Brazil for us. It's great. The World Cup's phenomenal.